Hey, Guy Raz, what's grosser than gross? Uh, eating a picnic lunch in a trash dump? No, having a picnic lunch in a trash dump isn't gross, Guy Raz. Uh, it's convenient. Okay. You don't even have to throw your trash away because you're already in a dump. Uh, it took me three days to get the smell off my clothes. Oh, no, that smell wasn't from the trash dump, Guy Raz. Uh, that smell was from the time that I was borrowing your kitchen and your blender to make a shrimp smoothie. Oh, man, Anywho, please. forgot to put the lid on the blender. <gasps> Next thing I know, it's exploding all over your kitchen, and I had to clean it up or you'd freak out. Yeah. So I grabbed the first thing that I could find, your tweed blazer hanging in your coat closet. What? Worked like a charm, but I forgot to tell you about it until now. Sorry. But that's not even what I'm talking about. Uh, What's grosser than gross, Skyroz, is a killer kiss from a fish with big, thick, suction cuppy fish lips. Lips that look like an upside-down mushroom top. Fish lips that are covered in slime from cells that push out a never-ending stream of snot-like mucus. Mindy, that's just disgusting. Yep. Where do you come up with these things? Science. Science? Yeah, I'm not even making this up, Guy Raz. You know, science is full of wonder and beauty and discovery. But it's also about some really gross stuff. Uh, okay. Tell me more about this fish. So two marine biologists named Victor Huerta and David Bellwood from Australia's James Cook University recently spent a lot of time trying to figure out how in the world this fish called the tube-lip wrasse is able to survive living in coral reefs. The tube-lip wrasse. What a name. What a fish. So the tube-lip wrasse is this colorful fish, and it's just a little over six and a half inches long, and it lives in coral reefs in the Indian Ocean. But you can also find them in some major aquariums around the world, which is where I first noticed its crazy fish lips. Wow, so, so we might be able to actually see this fish up close and personal. Yeah, for sure. So we all know how they would survive living in aquariums, but how they survive living in coral reefs is another story. Huh, how so? So you know the deal with coral, right? You better believe it. Coral looks really beautiful to us humans, but to some small fish and other little tiny sea-wandering organisms like zooplankton, coral can be deadly. Yeah, because some coral is super sharp to the touch, and, and some types of coral are covered in a slimy coating that is poisonous to small sea creatures. Yeah, and as you know, when it comes to eating for survival, fish in the wild can't order pizza delivery when they're hungry. Or would they want to, necessarily. And they don't have humans to drop in fish flakes every other day, either. So what do they eat? Okay, so Guy Raz, saddle up your seahorse and buckle your seatbelt. Well, you, you know I'm always wearing one just to be safe. What? Oh, man, you are. Really? What? Uh, okay, what I mean to say is get ready for this because the tube lip wrasse is so tough 
that it eats the poisonous coral for breakfast. Wow, and what does it eat for lunch and dinner? Guy Raz, there are something like 6,000 species of fish living in these razor-sharp, venomous coral reefs, and only 128 of them are tough enough and brave enough to eat them. So it's super rare. And the tube-lip wrasse, I guess, is one of those species. Yep. So how do they do it? I mean, because coral is hard. Well, that's one of the big questions that these marine biologists set out to discover. And did they find their answer? They sure did. And do you want to know what they found? Absolutely. Okay, so first, the tube-lip wrasse puckers up and puts its slimy, mucousy lips on the coral like it's going in for a kiss. Ugh, are you making this up? What? No, this is for real. Just listen, okay? Okay. So, if you were to see its lips coming at you, they would look like a slimy, upside-down mushroom top. You are right. This is grosser than gross. And it gets even grosser. Uh. So then... It uses these little tiny detectors in its slimy mushroom lips to help it inspect the best part of the coral for eating. Interesting. And then, when it's ready, it puckers up, making its lips almost the shape of a long tube. And it forms a suction around the spot that it wants to eat. And then, it goes in for the kiss. These marine biologists were even able to hear the sound. That is amazing. And it's not over, Guy Raz. <gasps> Finally, it sucks the coral's mucus and flesh right off. <sighs> and it even leaves a mark. You can totally see the spot where the coral's been kissed by the slimy mushroom fish lips. So how are they able to do this without getting stung by the venomous poisonous coral. Well, these marine biologists don't know for sure, but based on what they've observed, they think that maybe the tube-lip wrasse's slimy, magic, mucus-producing lips might actually form sort of a like a barrier or protective shield guarding it from the stinging cells. Wow, and this makes it possible for the fish to eat the flesh or the, the meaty parts off of the coral? Yeah, once the lips seal against the coral, they start acting like a vacuum cleaner, sucking up the good parts but separating the poisonous parts from being eaten. Crazy, right? Yeah, well, I'm just glad that I'll never have to come face-to-face with a smooching tube-lip wrasse. Guy Raz? Don't tell me you're going to pull one out of your pocket. No, I'm going to pull one out of your bathtub. What? Pucker up, buttercup. It's coming for you. Oh, Mindy, please. Just kidding. I couldn't get my hands on a tube-lip wrasse. Uh... It's just a long-nosed pygmy shark. Ah! Wait, come back! I think he likes you! Wow in the world will be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. This message comes from NPR sponsor GoFundMe. This holiday season, GoFundMe is introducing five causes to bring people, charities, and donors together around a central need and experience the joy of giving. From social justice and COVID-19 relief to animals and education, donations help both urgent aid and long-term relief. Supporters receive updates from the people and charities they've helped and can see their impact. Visit GoFundMe to learn more. That's it! Back to the show! Hi! Thanks for calling Wow in the World! After the beep, get ready to record... 
Hi, my name is Aiden. I'm eight years old. I live in Riverside, California. And my wow is when I went to the Jet Propulsion Lab in California and got run over by a rover. In other words, I was a human speed bump. Hi, Mimi and Garaz. This is Piper. I'm 10 years old and I'm calling from Torquay in the state of Victoria in Australia. My wow is that we went camping at a place called Kennet River and I saw real live koalas in the trees. They were so cute. Bye. Hi, my name is Nick from Pillsboro, Oregon. My wow in the world is I recently learned that polar bear has four eyelids instead of two. Having four eyelids protects their eyes from the cold. Hi, my name is Shannon. I'm nine years old and I'm from Canton, Georgia. And my big wow in this world is Leonardo da Vinci because his big dream is to fly and my big dream is to fly. And I also draw like him. Thanks, bye. Hi, my, my name is Gabor and I live in North Hollywood. My wow in my world is that I have a pool cover that looks like bubble wrap and um, it's a solar blanket and it keeps the pool nice and like it feels nice in the pool and it uh, uses solar rays. Hello, my name is Jackson from Dallas, Texas. And my wow in the world is that I recently learned Mars used to have water, but the surface and the atmosphere got too hot, which got the water to rise up. Then it went out of the atmosphere and turned into crystals and floated it away. I love your show. You're the best, Guy Rob. And Mindy, can't forget you. Bye. Messages. Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out this Thursday edition of Wow in the World. Grown-ups, to keep the conversation going, we've posted some fun questions on our website, wowintheworld.com. And we love hearing from you. Grown-ups, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wow in the World, and our email address is hello at wowintheworld.com. Today's show was written by me and Guy Raz and produced by Jed Anderson. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. Our theme song is written and performed by The Pop-Ups. You can find more of their awesome music at thepopups.com. Finally, we've loved hearing what's been wowing you. Thanks so much for sending in your voicemails. We listen to each and every one of them. For a chance to be featured on an upcoming episode, have your grown-ups help you share something that's recently wowed you by dialing 1-888-7-WOW-WOW. Thanks again for subscribing and telling your friends about our show. We will be back on Monday with a new full-length episode. In the meantime, go forth and find your own wow in the world. Wow in the world was made by Tinkercast and sent to you by NPR. Hey, it's Guy Raz here. If you love this podcast, you might also love the TED Radio Hour. It's a show about what it means to be a human. 
We grieve, we experience joy, sadness, love, and jealousy. We can be cruel and empathetic. We have the capacity to imagine the future and the past. And at a time when it seems we're so divided, the TED Radio Hour explores what makes us unique among all species. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the NPR One app, or however you get your podcasts.